Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm number 315. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Today we have a special episode for you. We are interviewing David Harry, Senior SEO Consultant at Verve Developments, and Doc Sheldon, owner of Intrinsic Value SEO and co-owner of Search News Central. Welcome, guys. Hey. Hello there. Hello. Good day, good day. Yeah, this is great. We've never had you guys on. I mean, David, you've been on before, but never a, a group, a gaggle. This That's is awesome. Yeah. I don't think Doc's ever been on, has he? No. I I, I was on uh, Webmaster probably four or five years ago. I don't even recall now with whom. Uh, I, I would, I'll bet you it was uh, Hedger, probably Joe. Yeah, it was. It was Hedger, yeah. Yeah, Webcology. Yeah. Excellent. Well, really happy you guys could make it today. Um, now, how all this started was, uh, I believe, was your article, uh, Dave, on um, hijacking pages through images, or at least uh, getting uh, Black Hat SEO in there. So oh, why don't you lead with this, John? I know you're the one that pulled it together. So, Yeah, yeah, David, I, I think the article you, you did at SEM Post about the, uh, the, new, the, the new hacking technique that was allowing people to put content and images on sites via... Uh, or content links on sites via images was really interesting. Can you can you run us through that kind of, uh, yeah. at a, if at all possible, at a 101 level? I know it's a really technical yeah. hack. Yeah, well, that's it. it uh, you know, I guess hacking is hacking in lots of different ways. But um, from, from the 101 level, I guess, it's some weird things started showing up in um, some of the keyword searches in uh, Webmaster Tools, or sorry, Search Console these days. And so, you know, at first we couldn't quite, you know, where's this coming from? So, you know, we looked around the site and sure enough, you searched Google with a site command and, you know, these pages are showing up. Looked in the back end, they're not there. We, you know, kind of searched through the database, you know, went through MySQL and searched there, nothing, nothing, nothing. And so it's kind of strange, but the site's, you know, kind of loading slow. And so we looked in the HD access, nothing was happening there. Looked at the robots, well, it was empty. So that kind of was curious. And the site was loading slow. So they'd gotten into a, a plugin. It was, uh, I think it was Contact Form 7 or something like that. And um, so once we did all the file comparison scanning of the site, what we realized was there was all these PNGs and different directories that we couldn't figure out why they were there because they're not part of the theme. They weren't part of anything else that should have been there. And so it turns out, yeah, you can actually put code into a .png file. So it would be, you know, to any of us looking at a server, you see, you know, whatever name .png, you wouldn't think twice about it. But you can actually, yeah, put code into a, an image file and it'll execute. And essentially what they were doing was they were pulling in pages from almost like, you know, a, a, a CDN, which is like a, a content supplying from their own server somewhere was pulling in these pages about Viagra, Cialis, various RX kind of things. And of course they had links on the pages. And so all these were coming pulled in only, but if you, if you went to the site as a user, not if you came as Google, but that's the only time it would happen. So Google was seeing this content they were pulling in, but nobody else could. So it was really tricky and inventive. And again, yeah, but the main deal here was they're trying to get links from, you know, Viagra pages sending back to the mothership so it's you know it's, you know, it's a link building tactic but uh, very kind of a 
a nasty and scary little thing. And so it took us a while to figure that out. Really. And I know you contacted Google and they hadn't even found this technique yet. Do you know if they've done anything or they've, if they've no idea? Yeah, no idea at this point what what went on on their end with it. You know what I mean? I had a little sent uh, John Mueller something and Danny Sullivan. Don't know, but yeah, the site didn't lose any rankings. Um, it didn't get penalized. Nothing like it, it was like at least uh, six to eight months. It was sitting there, and it didn't adversely affect the site. But you know, once at some point you might, and of course that's your risk with any kind of hacking for dropping links and stuff. Is that at some point you might get a penalty from Google, and then you got bigger problems. So, so know, this, uh, these, this code was actually added in the meta, wasn't it, of the of the images somehow? Yeah, yeah. yeah so how would that link better. actually have any impact? Um, again, no, that, that was just to pull the pages in. That was the code to bring these pages in that they had residing oh, on see. another server. Right, right. So, yeah, you would click, let's say you click on, you know, you go to Google and you search the site command for this site and, and you see this Viagra page. You click on that page and it kind of hangs. Nothing happens, right? And all of a sudden the homepage loads up. So, yeah, if you only Googlebot, it would, you know, so that's what this code is doing is if Googlebot show this, pull this page in, if not Googlebot, just go to the homepage. So even clicking through from the Google search results, you, you couldn't tell anything. Was there. So there was some kind of cloaking technique being used to just make sure that the content yep. was only being showed to Googlebot, yep. basically. Got her. You got her, man. Yeah, which is well, you know, as, much as, as much as you'd like to take people like that out behind the barn and, and teach them something <laughs> about batting practice, you got to take your hat off, too. That's a very innovative approach. Yeah, it was the thing, Doc, because we sat there, you know, I, I said to you a couple of times during it all that, you know, I was as impressed as I was upset because it was like, yeah. man, it took like I had to talk to some black hat friends and, you know, my wife's a programmer, like I couldn't figure it out. It was like, you know, other people I talked to that finally put the, all the pieces together for me. So, so, so what would you do to, to talk to our listeners, tell them how can they check for this on their own site? And if they find it, what do they do about it? <laughs> well, yeah, um, funny enough, afterwards I went to set up Google Alerts for, with a site search and Cialis and Viagras so I would get a Google <laughs> Alert anytime if, if that showed up. Um, was, but again, it's, it's that kind of stuff can be hard to find. Like unless, you know what I mean? Unless you're actually going to look. Like I said, that usually one of the hints you'll find is seeing some strange things in um, Search Console. Like another guy came to me lately, um, this, this little, you know, mom and pops kind of site that's maybe 300 pages and I go into their search console, and the indexing of this site shot up to 8,000 pages, right? And I'm like, okay, what is going on here? So the same kind of deal. Then it went over to the um, crawl errors, and there was all these 302 crawl errors to these different pharma PDFs, right? So it, it, a lot of that stuff tends to get surfaced in, inside of a search console. It could be the keywords that uh, in your keyword report. Um, it could be through things like that. It could be see indexing changing a lot that shouldn't be changing. Um, if you see any kind of odd URLs or things showing up that shouldn't be there. Same with analytics, I guess, really. You could search analytics. Yeah. With I wonder if um, one of the plugins out there, most of my clients have a uh, image compression plugin of some kind. I wonder if, if that was run on the images, whether or not all that would be stripped. You yeah, think so? I, it's possible. It's possible. I believe that Smush has, in, in their premium version, I think they have an option to remove the meta. Yeah. Okay? But then, of course, you're taking all of it out. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that might be a solution. It's a good idea. Mm -hmm. well, at the end of the day, keep your site locked down. You know, word fence, things like that. Um, 
there's some uh, scurry and things like that. There's a handful of different scanners that you can scan your website with as well. And keep it updated. That's a big thing. Well, too. that in the plugins. That's well. That, that's the other thing they did is they turned off part of these scripts that they had running. Turned off all the plugins and WordPress itself from saying you're up to that. There's an update. Like we looked at the WordPress and it was you know a few versions out of date, <laughs> right? But the back end wasn't saying you're out of date. So they'd actually even thought of that. <laughs> so yeah. That's that. Back to what you said, Doc. That's just pretty impressive thinking on how to make something like this work, even though you want to take them out back and beat them senseless. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine what they can do if they put that mind to good use. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. The one, the one black hat I brought in. He, he's looking at all this stuff, and he goes, "I think I know this guy." That's <laughs> 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 like really. You guys know, know what we're talking work? about. He's, <laughs> I was reading up on it last week when you wrote about it and, and uh, looking at some of those commentaries. I think you even linked to and uh, not that I could understand a lot of it because it was getting into the actual hackers discussions, but um, it doesn't seem even easy for them. So that's pretty oh, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It was some industrial strength stuff, man. Huh. Well, Google, I hope... Uh, wouldn't that be great if something like this was, you know, as you you discovered it, would actually had a serious impact on some of the crap that's in Google? Wouldn't that be great, man? That would be amazing. Yep. Yeah. There is a lot of crap in Google. Where's bad cats when you need them? Of course, we're also faced with that, and I'm trying to bring it up here, but it wasn't fast enough. But that uh, current exploit that's for all WordPress sites that they haven't even patched. Yeah, uh, yeah. file load file dash load dot php or something like that. I think it is. It's yeah. uh, to, to do like a DDoS, but you really don't need too much power to actually shut down the site because of it. And apparently that's been in there since the word go. Originally, from what I was reading about is, is yeah, originally that file um, was supposed to be taken out or something or was supposed to never really have been there. <laughs> it's sort of like a legacy file and nobody it's ever farming. took it out. Has, has WordPress done an update for that yet? I, not that I know. I, no, I, 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 I only found that a couple of days ago, so I haven't checked lately. But yeah. uh, I think it's pretty, must be close. Um, yeah. I, yeah. They're usually good about that once it's uncovered. I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, I know that there's a, there's disadvantages to using it, but I've found it advantages far away them as long as you're on top of it. Yeah, yeah. always, you know, and, and again, keeping WordPress up to date, all your plugins up to date. And, it, you know, that was part of the other problem at Surf it's, is a lot of times what will happen is, you know, you'll have a client and you're doing a WordPress site and you have this plugin and they're like, well, this plugin, you know, they, or the client will say, I want this functionality. I'd like to do this and that. I want the website to do this or that. And you'll, the programmer will find a plugin that sort of almost does it. <laughs> so <laughs> they'll do a little custom coding on it to make it do what the client wants. Well, the problem is now that whenever that plugin goes to update, you either have to bring this programmer back into to once again do the custom coding but what tends to happen is they just get lazy and just don't update it because of the custom coding so it's, that's just another inherent risk if you know at the end of the day if you, you need a plug and then it's not doing it put out the money and have the programmer write you one because if it's not publicly available they can't hack it can they because they can't reverse engineer it so yeah, that's what we do we not that we do it a lot but we do get occasions where we just write our own and it's uh, that's that's the ideal solution obviously yep. yeah Huh. So time. tell me, Doc, um, what, what do you, I know a, a big thing of what Dave, or at least you did do a lot, a lot was uh, audits. Dave, is that still what you're doing a lot of these days? Or? Uh, actually, not as much now in, in audits. I'm doing more on uh, getting more into the, the uh, code level stuff, trying to speed up sites, 
Ah. Uh, and particularly, uh, I've been struggling and learning how to find certain functions in plugins that are that are wonderful to have, but it's a, it's just too much burden to have 18 or 20 plugins running. Yeah. So I try to find those features and hard code them into a child's name so you can get what you want without having all those extra calls and extra load on the server. Is there a process that either of you guys use um, when you when you identify an issue? And I know it's going to be different depending on what the issue is, um, but is there a thought process more than more than a tactical process that you go through to try to identify what the source of an issue is. And I, I guess that's kind of one of the things I wanted to, to, to get you guys on here for is to talk about how, what's the process to, you know, you do an audit, you find all these things that could be wrong. What's the process to really understand what's causing those issues? Well, and, well a lot and of times it's, it's even, a lot of times it's even before that, you know, you'll get someone with forensic work, you'll get someone coming to you saying, you know, we've been losing traffic or, or we've had, you know, we've lost rankings or this and that. So I always kind of just talk about it in the sense of that, that old Sherlock Holmes line that once you figure out everything that it's not, whatever remains, however improbable must be the truth. And I, I, you know, I, I think, Doc, definitely a lot of times it's never one thing. You know I mean? You, you know, everyone yeah. always looks for that big red button. Oh, I got a penalty. I got, like some guy was writing yeah. yesterday. He's like, oh, talk, uh, these links are coming in. And what should I do? Is the disavow doesn't work. And I'm like, what do you mean the disavow doesn't work? Well, he says, well, on one of my other sites, I did the disavow and no rankings came back. So I was like, well, that means you didn't have a penguin problem. Because <laughs> that, that's, that's. You know, that's helping you eliminate one issue is because obviously if the disavow didn't change anything, it's not what it is. Well, but I think that's what, that's what a lot of people miss, though, Dave, is, that, you know, 10 years ago, you could do something, you know, a, a task and see some impact from it. But things have evolved so much now that there's just no more red button out there. You can't expect much result from any one thing. You're going to have to do all the things or, you know, the vast majority of them to really see an uptick on, on rankings or traffic or anything else because they're, they're just, you know, every time they add new factors and it dilutes the force that the other, the old factors had. No, um, sometimes it's a Google change. I <laughs> mean, sometimes it's nothing you did. It's just Google right, is exactly. changing. Yeah, you or got something a competitor did, you know, yeah. But so still, the I, I don't think that you can really expect to find much uh, in one place. Like when I do an audit, I don't, I don't go and run it through Screaming Frog or or uh, deep crawl. I run it through all the tools I can get my hands on, and then I compare the findings, and that will often identify something like like the case that Dave just worked on, where you find something that you're not seeing in this tool, but this other tool does. So you know how this tool screens the data, and that tells you something. There, it was Google. One of the more common things is, is your programmers. And, and you know, <clears throat> when you're doing forensics, I always say to people, it's like, like you're the doctor and, <clears throat> and the website is the patient. Now, the less information that patient can give the doctor, less likely he is to diagnose what the problem is. So, you know, we'll get for one of the first things I, I get the I was saying yesterday, you're talking to Bill and Ammon. But that, you know, you know, a dog kind of twists his head, right? When a dog does that, right? <laughs> you ask somebody, you say, okay, do you have developer change logs? You know, they kind of, what? <laughs> what do you mean? What is that? <laughs> Meaning, whenever that developer is making changes on your website, you want to keep notes of that constantly, all the time, no matter what is. And even even the SEO. You know, did you change title tags, this and that, so on and so on. A um, good way to do that is, you know, either a spreadsheet or whatever. And then take the name of that spreadsheet that you've got in your, your, on your computer or wherever you put it, Google, or and 
make an annotation on your Google Analytics when that happened, right? It's a yeah. great thing to do. Always yeah. be doing that. Every time, okay, developer oh, yeah. came in today and did some 301 redirects. Make a little note so, on the so, analytics, you know? So, so so go into that. I think that's a really yeah. good point for a lot of our new for our new SEOs listening to the show. What what do you mean and, and how does it work when you say make an annota- annotation okay. on analytics? I bet there's that's a lot a, of our listeners that don't understand that. That's a great question for after the break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. We're joined by David Harry, Senior SEO Consultant at Verve Developments, and Doc Sheldon, owner of Intrinsic Value SEO and co-owner of Search News Central. All right, guys. Thank you so, for being here again. And uh, John, you had a question. Yeah. So, so David, before the break, you had mentioned something about making annotations and analytics when you do things like changing title tags or, or, or anything like that. And just if, if someone, because there's a lot of us on the call today or on the show today, um, talk about what that is, because maybe some of our listeners don't understand what you mean by making those, those um, annotations and analytics. Yeah. Okay. So simply enough, um, when you're in your analytics, okay, um, you'll see whatever timeline you could go any pretty much anywhere. There's a timeline, but the best place I guess to do it is just, you know, all traffic or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I guess in this case would be behavior, site content, all pages. I'm literally pulling it up here. So as I go for you. And so when you see that, okay, in the timeline, there'll be a little gray bar with an arrow on it. And if you click down on that, you'll see to the bottom right, you'll see create new annotation. And when you click that, it'll have the date. So today's date or whatever day that happened, you know what I mean? You put that date in, make a little note, you know, change the title tags or the programmer did this or 
um, if the developer did a bunch of work that day, see change log, you know, number two, three, one or something, and you'll have that in a spreadsheet somewhere. You just make little notes along your timeline in Google Analytics when things are changed from the SEO level, from the web developer level, and really anything that happens, you, you make little notes. So then if, if you're going back later in time, if something happens, you can go back and say, okay, what, what other things have been going on with the site SEO-wise? What other things been going on with the developers? So that when someone like Doc or I is trying to figure out a problem, again, like Doc's saying, all the da- more info we can get, the more data we can get, the better. So these annotations become part of solving that problem down the road. Yeah, um, mentioned, yeah right. sorry. I was okay. say, another thing that's important too, and I'll let Doc go after this, is also um, what another thing we do is with our monthly programs is we actually download pretty much every little bit of uh, search console data we can get our hands on because some of that data is only, only sticks around for 90 days, right? So literally every month I take the stuff, I zip it up, I lock it away for a rainy day. So again, something happens and someone like Doc Rack comes in to try and figure things out, if it started happening, oh, when did this start happening? Oh, I don't know, six months ago. Well, <laughs> I can't go that far back with some of the data in, in Search Console. So you, again, you know, some of the crawl data, stuff like that, you're going to have to download that because it doesn't give you more than 90 days, right? Yeah. For sure. Hey, so are you guys both still, I know for me, I'm very, very particular about when I'm making changes, when I'm doing some analysis, trying to eliminate things. I try to do things one at a time because if you eliminate or you make changes on multiple things at the same time and something does pop out, whether you improve something or, or you identify something, you're not really sure which of those things caused that to happen. Is that something you, know, you guys that- focus on? Absolutely. That, it's funny because Dave and I were talking about that yesterday that, you know, people, I'm an engineer, so I learned how to troubleshoot systems the easiest way possible. And that means you don't go change two things or four things and then look for your results. You do one at a time. Because anytime you're doing more than one thing, if you do see an uptick or a downswing, you have no idea which one caused it or if it was a combination of the two. Uh, always do one thing at a time. It, it, yes, it does take longer, particularly in things that are going to take a few days to even show up, let's say in Search Console or, or on a crawl. But it, it's going to be a whole lot faster that way than it is by getting led down the wrong path because you gave yourself spurious information. Yeah, well, I think we've, we've done this a lot of to ourselves for the years, and and I, I find working with small businesses is the biggest pain point, actually. It, you know, they expect us just to have the answer, as you all know. Uh, it's just it's yeah. one of those things. They expect that red button, but it, it it's so rare now. I mean, the occasionally, there occasionally are the, uh, uh, you know, blocked robots.txt, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> It's amazing how often that still happens. God. I know. But <laughs> what it, it comes right down to it, it, it takes, um, well, I'm losing my train of thought, and that happens. No, yeah, okay, but sometimes, yeah, like if you went and changed, let's say today we're doing title tags. So, sure, it doesn't mean do one title tag, but do one activity if it's descriptions or titles or changing architecture. But, but yeah, you know what you guys are saying is totally true. That it's unfortunate it takes time, and everybody wants that. You know, I want to start ranking tomorrow, and I well, you can't because again, like like you know, do you. Which one had the positive effect, or which one had mm-hmm. the negative effect, or was <laughs> you start doing everything at once, changing the architecture, changing the title tags, doing it all in that same day? Well, things start to move the needle up or down. You don't really know. You have to take them all out now and start over yeah. again. And, and actually, one right. of the most exactly. the difficult ones I found were the ones where you got a, a fairly advanced client, and the issues are comparably 
Well, you you found a couple, let's say. Let's just say two. But they're both equally as possible. And then you have to decide which one to go with first and wait for the other one. And, and those are the most impatient clients ever. And I get it. I totally get it. I mean, they just want to get, especially if they're e-commerce, they're dying. They're, they, they want this yeah. to fix. And they're, they, then the pressure's on. <laughs> Did you pick the right one? Well, uh, yeah. It also goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, beginning of the show, David, where if you eliminate all the things that's not, you're left with the thing that it is. But if you eliminate three or four things that it's not at the same time, and, and still one of those, because you don't know which of those yeah, things are exactly. <laughs> but you also may have eliminated some things that are doing really good things for your site, right? It's, it's SEO Jenga. You're pulling, yeah. but you're pulling four <laughs> blocks of wood at the same time. <laughs> oh, it all fell down. Which block was it? I don't know. <laughs> it's my new graphic. So tell me, I know uh, the listeners will be fascinated by this, this rewinding things to some more basic stuff. What are the most common, let's say basic audit issues you discover? I'll go with the doc. I'll jump in after. I, you know, I would say, you know, because I, I have this tech SEO bug always in my mind. So when I see an audit or I see that images are not optimized, you know, there's a lot of things that are that are contributing to excessive page load speed, you know, excessive mm-hmm. page load slow. Okay, so and they're normally going to be centered around images. You know, somebody has loaded up a, a 4200 by 2800 image and they're displaying it as a damn <laughs> thumbnail. Okay, and you know, there's seven <laughs> seconds of download just for the image, and or they you know they're, so they're not scaling it or they're uploading it once and displaying it in different places in three different sizes. Oh, yeah, that, that, that is so, massively so, common it, because you know one of the sites we were working on lately, uh, even the one actually Doc's working me on the same project. When we got on that project, same thing. There's these images that are displaying, you know, maybe four fifty or something. But you go and look at them in the back end; they're like twenty two hundred wide by whatever, and they're getting well. well that's interesting. There was down, there, yeah. a, a year or two ago, there was a in the web development community. There was this push to. If you're using an image multiple times on a site, say there's it's on multiple pages at different sizes, that you pick the largest version of the image and use it everywhere, no matter what the, the display size is, as long as it's being cached. That way, once it's loaded fully, every other time it gets called up, it's already cached and it just pops up. If, I if think you have your caching like, set up right, yeah. then that's not a bad approach, yeah. Yeah, and I think that fell out of favor pretty quickly because people didn't want to deal with all the the mess that that also that came with that. But there's probably a bunch of legacy sites out there trying to do that and not doing it successfully. Well, there's an awful lot of people out there too that really don't know how to set up their caching. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And it so, is to be fair, it isn't the simplest thing, is it? I mean, there's no, it isn't. No, I've got my programmer doing it now. I don't. I don't they, it can get so minute the details because it also depends on your <laughs> server and what abilities it has. Yeah, you know, when you've got dynamic pages and, and, and a lot of, of uh, uh, not async, conditional stuff, right. yeah. you know, that really yeah. gets, that creates a lot of issues in your caching. So, you know, I mean, I've even seen people recently say, you know, do the whole page cache and, and do it every 30 minutes. Well, what are you accomplishing? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I think some other common stuff you'll you, we find a lot. Um, 
You know, you, you, it could be even your, your heading tags and how those are organized. You know, they've got an H2 at the top of the page because that's just the way that the, the system was the, being put together. Um, canonical issues, like people will be, you know, canonicaling the wrong pages to itself. And those will come up where it's like, you know, and it's, it is those little things that you start to fix and things start to pull together. But, you know, internal architecture is obviously another one that tends to be kind of janky with most sites yep. you run across, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Ah, uh, yes, auditing. It's actually <laughs> probably my favorite part of the job. I haven't done it in a while. I've gotten Scott to do them now because I'm more business-oriented now. But it was, and it still is, one of my favorites. It's it's fascinating. You're always learning yeah. something new or at least uh, well, revisiting and, and, things that just are shocking. <laughs> and, and if we're going to be managing the project as opposed to just coming in for the audit and leaving, it, it really helps you get intimate with that site moving forward. You know, By the time I'm done, that initial you – know, two things I do coming in the door – one is competitor analysis, meaning looking at the competitors in the space, what they're doing and stuff, but the audit's the other one. So by the time you start to get a strategy to get forward for that site SEO-wise, you know what their competitors are doing, you know what this, the market, that whole market and that niche is doing, and you also know everything that's going on with that site. You know, I mean, you're intimate with everything. And, and that just helps so much with your process instead of just coming in and saying, because somebody, you, you'll get those. Like every client will come in, all right, can I have an SEO strategy? Well, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, for what? Like, what are your goals? What are your conversion points? What are your, you know, like, what's going on with this site? How has it been performing? It, it, knowing all that stuff is kind of important to even starting a strategy. You know, it's, it's kind of, you're working blind unless you really start at that point. So Now, I can tell so, John's got another question. So, uh, let's hold on till the next break. All right, we'll be right oh, back. Come on. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. 
We're joined by David Harry, Senior SEO Consultant at Verb Developments, and Doc Sheldon, owner of Intrinsic Value SEO and co-owner of Search News Central. <laughs> All right. There you go, John. <laughs> I took so, no pleasure so, in that. <laughs> so I know, I know you guys both get um, these questions frequently. Someone will come to you and say, hey, I, I, you know, I lost my rankings on this particular keyword. Uh, I was doing great. Now I'm nowhere to be found. What's the first question you ask when you get that and why? Oh, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> they both want time to, to formulate an answer. That's all. Well, well, I, I think I think really the first question you ask is when did this start? You know, you know, get that sort of a timeline to, to begin with. You know, and obviously you're gonna see it in analytics, but you know, it and then I guess a lot of times question number two is who's been doing the SEO? <laughs> have you been doing it yourself? Did you have a company come in? Is the guy still around? Did he leave notes? Did he do any link building? Do you have any list of the links that he built? It's really all that stuff. You want to get all that information as much as you can again. You know, and I guess, give me, can I have access to Webmaster to, uh, to Search Console? Can I have access to analytics? It's really that gathering of data. And, and from that point of, you know, what has gone up until what's happened until now in your mind? Because the client obviously doesn't know that they wouldn't be coming to you for that problem, for that forensic work. But they, again, know more about that site than I do. So, you know, I want to know as much as they can tell me to get the, get things started, you know. Which I think so, goes to your point you were making earlier, Dave. You know, hopefully they've been, have some sort of an idea what's been happening, what's, what's been done. Because that would be the next question. What have you done to the site? What have you done on page and off page? In that, well, since it, you know how it is, Doc. Every, as soon as you hear you that word. I had some guy build some links where he, he started cringing right there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think I this guy over a warrior for him. He sold me this nifty tool for $69.99. <laughs> 99% of the time, these link builders don't even give people the list of the links they built. I'm not kidding you. So you'd be like, okay, yeah, I had some guy build some links. Okay, do you have a, do you give me a spreadsheet or something? No. <laughs> they don't even know which links this guy they built. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. The proprietary. <laughs> yeah, the proprietary links. So I, I, I'm right with you. I think the search console is my question because the first thing I want to look for is, you know, is there anything in those messages from Google saying, hey, we just gave you a penalty, right? That kind of stuff is, is the easiest, lowest hanging oh, fruit. Sure. When you do this kind of, oh, yeah. I'm, kind you're, of you're literally happy if you get a manual action because <laughs> it's yeah, like, exactly. now I know what road I'm walking and I know what to do because, yeah, yeah it, it sounds horrible to say that, but it's often, you know, oh, thank God we have a manual action. Yes. And that'll make it easier. Yeah, well, that's it. You know what's going on here, you know. So, and, and for those listening, there are literally, I think, a doc, maybe eight or nine, ten different types of manual actions. I, I think the last call I saw was nine different ones. Yeah, something like that. Uh, nine that they tell us about. Well, yeah, exactly. they, then again, again, that's because technically, like a panda or a penguin and stuff that we don't, you know, get told about the updates. Um, those are actually more of an algorithmic dampening, we would call it. And it, it, people are like, well, it's a penalty. I lost rankings. Well, you know, technically speaking, the only actual penalty is, is a manual action, right? right? And those you'll actually get notified about. So, so um, the others are just filtering or dampening. Yeah. So there's one, there's hack site, user-generated spam, spammy free hosts, spammy structured markup, and natural links to your site, thin content with little or no added value, cloaking and or sneaky redirects, unnatural links from your site, Pure spam, cloaked images, and hidden text. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven manual actions there. You go. I've had one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's always that links one. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see the other ones too often. So, Doc, yeah. you're doing a lot of page speed work. So, tell me, is there any? I'm, I'm guessing the answer is no, but is there any? 
tool online that does a good job of explaining what the problem is on a particular page and how to fix it? Uh, any one tool, I would say no. Uh, there are several tools that do a decent job. GT Metrics shows some good information. Uh, webpagetest.org shows some good information. Uh, now, Sakuri shows some good information, but I use them all. Are you of the opinion that the uh, the data suggestions given by Google PageSpeed Insights are pretty much useless, or are they any good? Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been. I've been hearing a lot about that, and it's it's disappointing. But I don't even bother yeah. to use it unless the only time I use it is if, if the client has said, "Well, Google is telling me this. I'll go look and see what they're telling me." to see if it matches what he says he got yesterday, because that can change dramatically on web page in, insights. So, so help our listeners understand, because a lot of them are new, they've, they've been told, go use insights. Why, what's, what's not good about that data as far as, you know, why can't they trust it or why shouldn't they trust it? If, if it's a brand new SEO or a brand new webmaster, you know, and they've got a lot of, you know, problems identified via insights, why wouldn't they want to go ahead and just go fix well, them? I'll give you a couple of examples. I had a site recently, a new guy, a new customer that was loading in a little over 17 seconds on his homepage. I got it down to about 1.3 seconds, and Web uh, Page Speed Insights was telling me 12 seconds. <laughs> and I ran like 10 tests, and it was always at 11, 11, 12 range. Okay, even though I ran it on on several different tools, and I was getting well under a second, second and a half every single time for several tests. So I didn't trust it in that regard. I had another instance where the site was, was loading in extremely slow. It was like 70-some seconds. And when the client contacted me, he said he didn't understand why, because PageSpeed Insights was telling him it was, it was giving him a, a B running at like 82 Score. <laughs> how do you how do you get that? Yeah. He said there with his stopwatch. <laughs> I looked at the page. It took you know. You know uh. but I mean, it, you know, so I just found it to be totally unreliable. Sometimes in one direction, sometimes in the other, and anything that is that shaky, I won't hang my hat on. And again, I think that's a good point across pretty much anything we're talking about is I never trust a single data source. I mean, I'm going to look at Majestic. I'm going to look at Ahrefs. I'm going to look at Google Search Console for what links are going on. And same with any kind of tool. The more, you know, again, like, you know, Doc, I think you still use Sitebulb as well, I think. Um, I like Sitebulb. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'll run, I'll run Screaming Frog, but I'll also run Sitebulb over it. Because you're going to, again, it never trust a single data source because you could be missing something. Regardless of what you're doing, always try and get, you know, as many different sets of data for that same task as you can. Well, you know, back when I was doing an awful lot of cleanups on, on link profiles, I would run a site on Majestic and Ahrefs and Mob. and run it on all three, and I could combine, all, you know, aggregate all the links that they would find, and I invariably always found at least a small handful of links on each one of those three that the other two didn't find. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that's a huge one too, Doc. Is how many times you see people not even look in Search Console? <laughs> Meanwhile, that's Google's literally telling you what links it knows about. So you know, <laughs> well, many yeah, of our listeners don't even know it exists. Yeah, entirely possible. <laughs> and, and I just well, that's, that's probably probably always educating it's one of the headings. It's uh, links to your site. It's one of the headings inside a Search Console. Always a good thing to have. Hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I know John has to get going. We could go on for two hours here. No doubt. <laughs> Easily. Going to have to have you guys both back. It's always oh, a joy. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Talking to you online. Never mind this. So this is great. Um, anything else you want to end with there, John, or are you, uh, you good for questions? No, I'm just really happy to have these guys on. It's, yeah, it's a, always a great conversation. Yeah, always, always. And again, <clears throat> we love what you guys are doing. And the 101 is, is great because, you know, what that starting point is, you know, a lot of the battle you know people don't know where to start learning don't know where to go and 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 the basics is really something that's important to everybody and it's there's so many mixed messages and different people writing posts about this left and right and center and you know so well, if you guys it's anyone wants to learn a lot i mean i mean obviously keep listening to the show but also look up doc sheldon or david harry on facebook you guys uh, always have great comments and of course there's the S- the seo dojo the search news central uh there's always so many great Great places for people to learn from. And not everything is great, but these two are. So <laughs> absolutely. Thanks. They 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 get the SEO one on one. What's your PayPal address? I'll send that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't accept Bitcoin right now. All right. Well, everyone have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.